Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn. Are you ready to get twisted today? I wanted to talk to you about listening to hear and not to talk. So repeat that one more time. Listening to hear and not to talk. I was in my social work class and we had a lab on Monday mornings, first thing for three hours. So if you can imagine other labs like science or maybe engineering, they'd be doing something hands-on to do with science or engineering. (laughs) But in our social work lab, we were doing communication And so we would spend three hours every Monday morning working on our communication skills. Part of the thing that we had to do was sign up for a talk that we wanted to do and present on within these Monday mornings. And so I signed up for attending. And I wasn't exactly sure what they meant by attending in terms of communication until it was time for me to research it and figure that out. And what attending in terms of communication means is how well you attend when somebody is talking to you. And what further that means is basically how well you listen and how well do you show that you're listening when somebody is talking to you. So this fits really well in with the listen to hear, not to talk. And I want to share a story with you as I often do to illustrate what I'm about to say. Being a teacher, an avid researcher, and a very passionate reader, I thought that my children (laughs) should come out of my womb knowing how to read. My son's grade three teacher called me in to suggest that there were some comprehension issues with him. She thought that there was something wrong, quote unquote, with him and wanted him to undergo some special testing to define specifically what was, quote unquote, wrong. And so imagine, here I am, a teacher, being called in by another teacher to suggest that my son might have some special needs. Now, I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with special needs testing and or doing accommodations or looking for how to help somebody with special needs. Because I actually think we should look at every child as though they have a special needs and help them in that way. And that is actually the premise of our tutoring agency, which is called Tutoring with a Twist. And so when parents say to me, do you have a tutor that could work with my special needs child? I say, well, all our tutors can because the twist simply means that we want work with, sorry, all children as though they're individuals with their own special needs. And so um, I wasn't upset that the teacher was calling me in in this case with my son because she was suggesting they had special needs. I was more upset and it was more my embarrassment because I knew he wasn't reading. 
so she was calling me in to say, you know, I think there might be something wrong because he's having these comprehension issues. When really I had to go in there and say, well, actually, he's not reading. And so I had to admit that. And I say admit because, as I mentioned, I really thought my son should have kind of come out of my room, womb, sorry, come out of my womb reading. And so I did everything on the reading checklist that you read and maybe say what to expect when you're expecting or, you know, what to expect when you want your child to read, those sorts of things. And one of them was reading to them in the womb. Then it was reading them storybooks and picture books when they're little. And then it was, you know, getting them books that they can just look at pictures and, and, say the pictures and then they're reading or say what the picture names are sorry and then they're reading and um, so partly in jest I'm saying that I thought my children would come out of the womb reading but really it wasn't too it's not too much in jest because I really thought that because I was passionate about reading and because I did all the things on the to-do checklist for having your kid read that he really would read so I say I had to admit that he wasn't reading because I was embarrassed And I have to own that. That was my embarrassment. It had nothing to do with him. And it also had to do with should. Well, he should be reading at this point. If you haven't listened to my podcast on lenses yet, I would invite you to do so because it asks you to be really conscious of where you say things like can't, never, always, and should. And I um, relate shoulds to the shits and you don't want to have the shits. (laughs) So you don't want to have the shoulds. Um, and, and the shoulds make you uncomfortable just like the shits do. So we want to be really conscious of when we say that. So I was conscious that here I was thinking, well, he should be reading at this point. And so I'm embarrassed. So just, you know, have a think about that. Um, have a think about that. I don't think that makes sense. Take some time to think about that because where in life are you embarrassed about something to do with yourself or with your kids and you think there should be a certain way, your child should act a certain way, they should be at a certain level, they should be like the neighbor's kid or like their brother or sister or like their cousin or like your best friend's son or daughter and they're not because they're not any of those people. They are who they are. And my son was on his path. And so that had nothing to do with me and what I did right or what I did wrong. It had to do with the fact that, I'll, well, actually I'll share what it had to do with the fact that, but it had to do with the fact that it was to do with me. I had this picture in my head as to what his reading should look like. Okay, so let's go back to him for a sec. How could he understand questions in comprehension that the teacher was telling me that he wasn't doing well on when he wasn't reading the material? So interesting, a couple things, right? One being that I knew he couldn't read and yet I hadn't communicated that to his teachers because I was embarrassed. Second thing is this is now into the school year and his teachers don't know he can't read. So he's faking pretty good. Again, how many times are kids faking in the school system? There are so many kids that come to us at Tutoring with a Twist that are doing math and that pretend they understand it in class as an example and their teachers have no idea until they fail the test or don't do well in the test that they don't have an understanding. And unfortunately, 
typically the way systems are set up in school is that you have your test on it, that's the end of that material, you're on to the next thing. So if that's the first time a teacher or a parent is knowing that you don't understand the material, you can be hooped and kind of left behind. So I could have communicated to the teachers that he wasn't reading, um, and the teachers maybe could have known that he wasn't reading. But anyways, back to my son, we're having this conversation now with the teacher. And I knew that I needed to talk to my son. So I needed really to say to him, okay, this not reading is affecting your schooling. So can we just figure out what you do like to read? And I'll suggest to you parents, have them read anything, whether it's the back of a cereal box, whether it's signs on the road, whether it's you put some shaving cream on a sheet and they trace some words in shaving cream and they read that. They get picture books and they're reading and creating a story. And even if it's just got a couple words in it, whatever they can do to engage them. Well, what my son told me is that he loved comics and comics were where it was at for him. They engaged him. And guess what? Once I said, okay, okay, comics, you know what? That's reading material for sure. Let me help you figure out getting more comics than the ones you have already. And guess what? He started coming to the library with me enthusiastically, and he was whizzing through his comprehension questions at school. Because as soon as I decided that I would hear him, so I was listening to hear, not listening to talk. So in the past, when he would have said, well, I want to read comics, already in my head, I was thinking, well, comics aren't proper reading material. So they're not novels. You know, they have way too many pictures and they don't capture the way you should be reading. So therefore, we're not even going to discuss it. Uh, you need to read this kind of material. And then that was completely turning him off. So my, tons, my son sorry, taught me something that wasn't on the learn to read checklist. That we as parents, teachers, coaches, anybody that works with kids really, might perceive something as normal or right. That isn't always the case. When I didn't see that he wanted to read when, sorry, when I didn't see what he wanted to read as the right reading materials, I shut him down. When I heard his words and supported him, he blossomed. And remember what I've talked about, what you freed grows. I had to change the books he was allowed to read by me, not change him. So we found the right books to feed him. I've said this in different podcasts in the past, that what we feed grows. And really simply put, if you have a flower and you put it in, the, in a pot and the, it doesn't grow, the flower doesn't grow, well, you could have the mentality, well, that flower will never grow, so I'm just gonna leave it as is. Or you could have the mentality, well, let me see, does it have enough water? Should I move it into the sun? Does it need more soil? What are the different conditions around the flower that I can help so that it will grow? And you need to have that same philosophy around your kids. Your kids. So for instance, with my son, he was saying to me, well, I want to read, but I want to read comics. And so in the past, I was saying, oh, well, comics aren't books. So you just sit in that pot <laughs> and don't read. And really, in retrospect, that makes no sense. But how many of us do that to our kids where we have an idea of what they should be and maybe we've read a checklist or maybe Bobby Sue has told us or Andy Sue or somebody named Sue has told us this is the way it should be and we just think. 
Maybe it's our growing up, you know, how we were raised that we think it should be a certain way. But then you have your child in front of you and it's not their way. And yet we want to shove it in. (laughs) We want to shove that child into our way. So again, I really invite you to listen to hear and not to talk. And that's what I had to do. I had to listen to my son and hear what he was saying to me. He wasn't saying, I don't like reading. He was saying, I don't like reading all of these materials that you're shoving down me. I would much prefer to read my comics. And I have to tell you today, he is now 16. And so this was when he was in grade three or grade four. And so he would have been, what, 10, nine or 10. And now six years later, so fast forward six years, he is an avid graphic novel reader. So he's advanced, if you will, from his comics to his graphic novels. There are whole sections in libraries and bookstores for graphic novels. So obviously they're books and worth reading. I also learned that he has now figured out that uh, I think it's called Comic Wednesdays, or I'm not sure exactly what it's called. Maybe that's just what he calls it. But on Wednesdays, this whole bunch of downloaded comics come on a certain website he's found. And he eagerly awaits those Wednesdays, voraciously reads them. And then, you know, he is waiting for the next Wednesday. So can you imagine if I had stomped out his light and really told him that that wasn't proper reading material? Where would we be? Reading underlines everything and I could have completely turned him off by insisting upon my should and my embarrassment and my idea of what it should be and not hearing him. So it's wonderful that he's able to do that. The other thing I learned is he's an auditory learner. What this means is, and I don't think I've spent any podcasts talking about different different types, sorry, of learning styles, but I will. What it means is, the auditory learning style, is for him, he learns through talking. And whether that's him talking to other people, or he learns in stories, or conversation. And so imagine for a second, comics and graphic novels talk in those bubbles, right? And those are conversations. So not only is he reading more, he's understanding more because that's the way his brain works. So again, imagine if I told him or his teachers told him in grade three or four, you can't read simply because you're not reading what we think is the right thing. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Now, don't think that I totally gave up on having him read novels. What I did do is have him read novels that went with different movies that are coming out because he's also an avid movie watcher. And I believe the first set of books I had him read before he was able to go watch the movie was The Hunger Games. And unfortunately, he told me that I've ruined movies for him forever. (laughs) because the books are amazing and not that the movies aren't great but there's no way they can capture the amount of detail especially the first one so I invite you if you've seen the first Hunger Games movie but haven't read the book do so or if you've read the book watch the movie and see the differences but you know what it was a great conversational piece for my son he in that case 
decided to listen to me and not just talk. And so he decided to pick up the Hunger Games book and read it and read all three to see then what he wanted to do and to see the fact that there is a difference between movies and books. So it was pretty cool because he listened to hear and not to talk as well in that case. So have the conversation with the people in your children's life that are their key influencers. I've talked about key influ- influencers sorry, in a last podcast, uh, either the last one or the one before. So have a really um, good listen to that and so see who the key influencers are in your child's life. And when you are speaking to them about your child, then actually have them be open to the fact that maybe normal is just a setting on a dryer. Maybe normal really isn't at all pertaining to our kids or the way that we're raising them to be. So you know what? Don't define your life or your child's on what the norm should be, right? Notice I'm using the word should because I don't want you guys to have shoulds. I want you to think again. This was in a a last podcast, either the one before or the one before that, that things aren't right or wrong. They're just different and we make choices and they have consequences. If I had kept saying to my son that it was wrong in what he was reading, where would he be today? Instead, we just made a different choice. All right, you can read these books and let's see. And what I did is just saw and I saw his love for reading blossomed. I saw his comprehension blossomed. And because reading is such an important skill that we all need because it underlines pretty much everything we need to do in life, it was a blessing for him, a blessing for me, a blessing for his teacher. And really, I attribute that to the fact that I thought I need to really listen to hear him and not to talk and also not to have my preconceived notion of what should be. Thank you so much for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening for wherever you are around the world. Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much.